The reading is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. The birth of Jesus Christ. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. For those who were here for the carol service last Sunday evening, we were challenged to think about Christmas in three words. And I want to pursue that and borrow three words that are mentioned in Luke's Gospel. How would you, however, try to describe Christmas in three words? I've got a radio mic, so you have time to think, okay? Let me give you some suggestions. Some of you might remember uh, what we were challenged with on Sunday evening when Krish uh, spoke to us. So I guess somebody would say the majority. Three words for Christmas would be opening Christmas presents. That pretty much sums up a great deal of what we're doing, which is not a bad thing. Or negatively, a word of caution, eating too much, might be. Or it's a bit late now. However, some people said um, last minute shopping, that final bargain. Or having a digestive pause after a lovely Christmas dinner between the dessert that Christmas put in, sit down and the Queen's speech. Yeah? Or the danger of a big build-up and an awful anticlimax where somebody will say three words for Christmas, is that it? Is that it? The Christmas is over with the wrapping paper. Or, as pe some people queued for nine hours yesterday, for them, Christmas is carols at, Queen, at King's, King's College, Cambridge. For other people, it might be the X factor, the more trendy. Or finally, this has got a sting in the tail, Christmas is the dreaded rallies. Uh, I'm sure it's not implied in this company here, but um, all sorts of things can happen. Listen to this. Uh, the paper uh, this past week said this, that according to a survey, 20% of families will squabble on Christmas Day. They will squabble about the following things. Which television program to watch? even though there are several televisions in the house. 24% over which board game to play and who's cheating. 14% over 
the washing up or clearing up or feeding the dishwasher and 10% over when to open the presents. I thought that would be much higher than 10%. In this lengthy period of holidays, which Christmas is, and some people here have got two weeks off, um, not all couples, not all families cope with being thrown together. So I would suggest uh, perhaps three other words for Christmas would be walk, plan a walk. It doesn't have to be long, but get out of the house in case you kill each other. Walk. <laughs> get some more sleep. Walking, sleeping, and be sure that you don't get overstressed. Relax. Relaxing. Walking, sleeping, relaxing. This is a very special day and a special period as we reflect together. So those are some of my suggestions. Uh, can you put your hand up? Any uh, thoughts as to three words for Christmas? Very We're on time. But, ah, Mike, shout them out. You're in the back. Jesus was born. Jesus was born or Jesus has come. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's good. Yes. You, mean, you meant Emmanuel, which is God with us. And that's three words. Yeah, any others? No? Yeah, you're all... Nathan, you're looking really... Can, can you stand up a minute? No, okay. That, he, he really is smart. That's good. Sorry to embarrass you. Right, okay. Uh, I, I'm sure there's folk in there have got their hands up, but uh, it's too late. I give you then three words for Christmas, not as we might think uh, where we are, but from the reading in Luke's Gospel, when the angels spoke to the shepherds, uh, the, if, you, if you thought of the, the culture of the day, shepherds are the bottom of the pile. I suppose if you wanted to compare what are they like socially, it would be like um, the way that our society treats travellers or gypsies. They are really the bottom of the pile. Smelly, not very well educated, rather marginalized in the society. And what a very strange thing that it wasn't to the priests, it wasn't to the religious people, it wasn't to the church, it wasn't to the scribes, it was to the shepherds. Amazing, isn't it? And one of the things about Christmas is it turns our thinking round upside down and inside out. However, what are the three words? Well, without pushing it, four times in Luke's Gospel and once in Matthew's account of the birth of the Lord Jesus, these words are given. Don't be afraid. I've cheated slightly because in the Bible it says do not be afraid, but as an abbreviation it'll work, don't be afraid. Three words. And I want us to think about those now as we draw near to uh, finishing our service. Don't be afraid. Four times uh, to Zechariah, to Mary, to Joseph, and now to these shepherds. Surprise, surprise to the shepherds. Don't be afraid. Just think for a moment that fear, even on Christmas Day, is never very far from most of us, if not all of us, however young we might be. But that's our world that is shot through with fear and anxiety. Let me read verse 10 to you then. This is it. 
But the angel said to them, the shepherds, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. There it is. And that inclusiveness is part of the church that grows and increases throughout the whole world. So we stay with the shepherds. Don't be afraid. What would we be afraid of? Well, I suppose fear of the past that somehow keeps following us through life. Can we move on? Can we put things behind us? Not in our own strength, we can't. It's like trying to avoid our shadow. Fear of the present. Our immediate circumstances. What are the issues that we are facing? What are the anxieties, the hopes, the longings? And fear of the future. It's so daunting, so uncertain in terms of health. Big issue for some people. Or relationships. Are our family relationships going to survive? And some children who look on at their parents and ask the question, are mum and dad going to stay together? It's a big issue, isn't it? Fear of the future. Work, employment and surviving. And yet, to the bottom of the pile... Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. So I give you three other words that are linked to that. The first, don't be afraid. The second then, from the shepherds. And the last is this, don't hold back. Like some of you during the singing, a bit stiff. and uh, We should turn the clock back and start the service, see if you can get into it. Um, don't hold back. Why do I say that? Look at the, let me read verse 15. When the angels had gone, okay, Christmas is over, if you like, it's quiet. When the angels had gone, they said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord told us about. Don't hold back. And so began for them a journey that was profound, that would impact the whole of the world. They hurried and found Mary and Joseph and the babe was lying in a manger. Now, if we stop there, we say, right, Christmas is over. But the whole point of using these three words, don't hold back, is this. I think it's true that some people hold back because they're just shy. You could see that, our body language, as we moved around. That's okay. Some people feel awkward or self-conscious. No less so the shepherds. Their social skills would be rubbish, I'm sure. And yet, there they were, drawn into this drama of unfolding love. Don't hold back. And the shepherds had to overcome a deep sense of what? Inadequacy. How could God possibly choose us? Or perhaps a sense of unworthiness. Because socially and religiously, they were unclean. Yet from that extreme position comes the good news. So I end with three words from the shepherds. If God can call shepherds and use them, well, of course, I start from the lesser to the greater. If I'm elevating you, then rightly so. With all of our opportunities and all our education and to hear the gospel and to respond to it and not to be Stand offish to Jesus and keep him at arm's length. Three words. Trust. Trust. This is God's doing. 
trust him. Then, like the shepherds, take your opportunity. Let's go into Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord has told us about. Or if there was a rationalist among us said, no, we just had too much to drink last night and we've got a hangover. And many people rationalize and keep Jesus out of their lives like that. Trust, take, and the last verse, verse 17, tell. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And generations of people still go around telling the good news about this child. Three great words for Christmas Day. Trust him. Take him at his word. And tell the good news that Christ is born. Three words for Christmas. I hope that we will enjoy this day and celebrate and rejoice in all his goodness to us.